Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 774. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I am uh, was waiting for days now to... Um, at least three or four days here waiting after I finished the book of Revelation. Actually, it's two days to find out uh, exactly what it is that the Lord wants me to do. And it's a toss-up between Proverbs and Psalms and Proverbs. But I'm going to bring a little bit of the book of Psalms, uh, the next to the last chapter, chapter or Psalm number 149. And then I'm going to start out with the uh, first chapter of Proverbs. If the Lord changes my course, uh, then I'll go to the first uh, psalm. But uh, right now, and I also have uh, music and uh, letters. But right now, let's uh, pray. Father, anoint me as always in Jesus' name that souls may be saved. And the church, your bride, be strengthened as never before. Bind Satan. Give no place to rebuke him, Father God, and uh, give favor, complete favor unto us in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, here I am to sing for you with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps, recorded at Johnny Cash's studio in Hendersonville. I, John. So a mighty number Way up in the middle of the air Well, I jumped So a mighty number Way up in the middle of the air Well, I jumped So a mighty number Way up in the middle of the air Well, I jumped So a mighty number Way in the middle of the air When there were three gates singing the east And there were three gates singing the west Three gates singing the north Three gates singing the south And that made twelve gates to the city Four square wide Hallelujah Nobody knew where I jumped So nobody Well, in the middle of the year Take a look and read what you see and then write a book. We saw twelve angels in the east. Twelve angels in the west. Twelve angels in the north. Twelve angels in the south. Forty-eight angels to the city. Four square
and that has to do with the book of Revelation. And uh, I just finished doing that book, if you've been listening to my programs. And I could do that book several times, many times, and uh, there would be more revelation come from it uh, every time that I do it. It's the same thing with any book that the uh, Lord gives me to do. I go over it and it amazes me the amount of uh, wisdom and understanding and knowledge that comes every time I read the book of the Bible. Okay, so we're in um, Psalm 149, and I'm in the uh, uh, fourth verse, and it says, For the Lord takes pleasure. I, you know, I just love it when the Lord finds pleasure. You know, because there's so many things on this earth today that don't give, they give no pleasure at all to God. And it grieves him in his heart the things that people are doing today. Because God created heaven and he created the earth and the fullness thereof, all the people in the world. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Now, everybody that's on earth, there's only a few of his people. Most of them have gone the way of uh, Cain. They've uh, gone the way of Baal. They're sinners and they haven't repented yet. Hopefully some of them will, however. So for the Lord takes pleasure in his people, those that are the saints, the born again uh, Christians that walk in the spirit. He will be beautified the meek with salvation. Well, the meek are not those that are meek before men. Meek means that are meek before God. I mean, I used to think, well, meek means that you just have to be kind of mousy. Uh, or like a, a mouse or some Casper milk toast or a person that uh, really just lets everybody push him around and do whatever they want to him. That isn't meek. The Lord wants uh, his saints to execute judgment, to execute judgment on the people that are evil, kings, and to bind them in fetters. Verse 5. Let the saints be joyful in glory, not the people of the world, because the people of the world are not joyful at all. Uh, they're doing everything they can to seek some kind of entertainment, to entertain them for a brief period of time. They go to these different uh, workshops where they uh, tell jokes and things like that, and they're just silly bunch of silly little savages, you know, they tell jokes for a living. Uh, so let the saints be joyful in glory. In glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Well, why wouldn't you praise God who created the heavens and the earth? And uh, human beings and all the animals and birds who else deserves praise? Some stinking football player, basketball player, baseball player, somebody like that. They don't deserve any praise because they carried a ball or made a basket. Isn't that something? Grown men playing games because the Lord doesn't reward people to do those sort of things, but he rewards those that uh, have the high praises of not a basketball player, but God. Not a football player, but God. Not a baseball player, but God, who did something. These people didn't do anything. 
or a hockey player or a chess player or a checker player. Let the high praises of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hand. Now, a two-edged sword, the Bible says that the uh, word is God is sharper than any two-edged sword because the two-edged sword works two ways, is what it's saying, because uh, if you do what the Lord says, then the sword swings down in your favor, and everything goes uh, primarily, uh, well, at least if what happens is you stay in the praises of the Lord, and you stay happy, and you can sing aloud upon your bed, because you know that God is with you whether you live or die. After I finished the book of Revelation, I thought, well, now I can die. Well, the Lord said, no, not yet. You haven't finished the Old Testament. Yeah, I finished the whole New Testament, but uh, and I've finished quite a few of the books of the Old. But I haven't done Psalms and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, but I did the Song of Solomon, right? In their hands. So we have some deaf mutes here. Did I do it or not? Yeah. Let it be, uh, the praises be loud. And your yes be loud. Amen? Amen? Okay, did I do it? Yes. Okay, that's not very loud, but you know, that's better than what you were before. So let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And you have to have, you have to be so skilled in the word of God that you're holding the two-edged sword. And you know how to use it. Some people, if you have a two-edged sword in your hand, you don't know how to use it because you never swing on uh, the uh, or take vengeance on the wicked. Now, pay close attention to the next verses here. Verse uh, 7. And what if you keep the two-edged sword in your hand for? The word of God in your hand for? To execute vengeance upon the heathen. The unsaved people, you're to execute judgment on them. And if you're not doing that, you've never done any godly thing in your life. You're to execute judgment, vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. Well, what does that mean? That isn't anything harsh. Carrying the double-edged sword is the kind of vengeance uh, that the Lord wants you to bring upon them. Because that's why they hate the two witnesses in the uh, book of Revelation so much is because they have the double-edged sword in their hand and they're executing vengeance. They're telling the heathen what's going to happen to them when they die. Don't you get it? Yes. You get it? Yes. Amen. To execute vengeance upon the heathen, the sinners, and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains. Now, this is uh, what the Lord told me. He said, if you get my word out, they will not destroy you. Because your word, his word, means that uh, it's, it's telling people what they are and what's going to happen to them for being the way they are. Okay, and that's what I do. And so far, after 44 years, the Lord has kept me, has he not? Okay, and so what this word, when I execute vengeance upon the heathen, or as you used to call it, heathen, <laughs> and punishments upon the people, to verse 8, to bind their kings with chains. Because when you expose Satan, 
it all it just could be the king of your country, the president. You bind that dude because you've let the cat out of the bag, and it binds them because they know. And it's like the the one that projects himself as being the king of the world is the Pope. And so I really take vengeance on him because he is so evil and wicked. And some people think that that's wrong to do. Uh, some people in the government now, under the orders of the Pope, are saying all religions must be under one roof. Uh, we can't be different. No one can be different. We all have to be evil, like the Muslims who say all white people should be murdered. Uh, this is the most rotten, filthy, uh, because they were trained by the Vatican. I have books that I'll send you free of charge if you'd like to see it, of how uh, the Muslim religion began. It began right at the Catholic cult. And to execute vengeance upon the heathen, to uh, punishments upon the people, to bind their kings, not only the people, but their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Because the word of God swings both ways. It goes good for the people of the Lord. And these messages edify the people of the Lord, the saints. And uh, what it does to the uh, wicked, though, is it causes them, it binds them and uh, uh, with fetters chains and fetters of iron. So verse 9 says, to execute upon them the judgment written. So we're telling them what's going to happen to you. The judgment that God uh, writes in his word that he gave to the prophets and to uh, the psalmist David and to his son, the preacher, uh, which is Solomon, he gave these to execute upon them the judgments written this honor have all his saints so if you're a born-again christian you have that honor but if you don't use these things that the lord said you have no honor at all as a matter of fact there's double judgment against you for being afraid that's what the lord means when he says that the cowards in other words the people that are weak they they don't uh uh, they're meek before man, but they're not meek before the Lord to do what he says. Okay, so uh, we're to execute upon these people, kings, the people, all the people of the world, kings and nobles. Uh, we tell them what uh, the Lord's going to do, uh, how he's going to uh, judge them. So to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Not just one of us, but all of us are expected uh, to give pleasure to the Lord. We're expected to execute judgment upon all the people of this world, including uh, popes, presidents, kings, uh, and nobles. And if you haven't got the guts to do that, knowing that God backs you up, and this uh, uh, honor... You don't want the honor, then you're just saying, I'm not a saint, because you don't want the honor. This honor belongs to all the Lord God's saints, those of us that are born again in the Spirit.
And so by preaching this, it also uh, executes judgment on all the people supposedly that are saints that are not executing his judgment. Because as shows that you don't want the glory of God, you don't want the honor of God, you don't want to please God. So you have to be meek before the Lord, but bold before the people. Hopefully you understand that. Do you? Yes. Okay, then there's no excuse for you either. And then it ends, praise you, the Lord. Praise God. Now, we're going to start out with um, the book of Proverbs here. And so I just have to get to it here. Verse 1, chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, uh, the son of David. Now, Solomon also wrote several other books. He wrote Ecclesiastics, the Song of Solomon. He wrote also the Book of Wisdom. Not many people know that because they think that all that is in the King James Version of the Bible is all there is. But the Book of Wisdom was also written by King Solomon, and it's a very powerful book. It's easily as good as Proverbs. So the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Verse 2, to know wisdom. Do you know wisdom or what it is or what it's for? Wisdom is... Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you don't have any fear of God, you don't have any wisdom at all. You're zilch. Zero. To know wisdom and instruction from God, that is, to perceive the words of understanding so that you have enough of God in you to be able to understand, to perceive what the words of understanding mean. Verse 3. To receive the instruction of wisdom. Well, you know, wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Now, the Lord says that people are not to tempt the Lord. These skydivers and uh, people that risk their lives, they're in uh, racing 300 miles an hour, and then people give them such honor when they uh, get killed. Uh, they tempted the Lord, and thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Because you, what you're doing is living a very precarious life. You could easily be killed. And uh, you think that you're going to leave something behind. You're gone for a week or so. And, and nobody remembers you anymore anyway. And especially God. God will allow your soul to uh, spend eternity in hell for tempting him. So even Jesus never tempted the Lord. The devil told him to jump off of a mountain. And that uh, God's angels would... Uh, stop him from falling and bear him up. Well, the Lord answered Satan as you should by saying, uh, Thou shalt not tempt, it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. To receive the instruction of wisdom, uh, the fear of God. Before I feared God, I had no wisdom whatsoever, neither do you. It's for sure. But when I knew he really existed and knew everything that I was doing, then I became very frightened of the Lord to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. Now, the judges today don't have any wisdom, justice, judgment, or equity. 
the judges and the prosecuting attorneys. They love to prosecute uh, God's people. So they have to uh, receive the instruction of the fear of God. The fear of God makes you afraid to do the things that you people are doing. If you feared God, you wouldn't be prosecuting Christians because they're doing what the Bible says. Actually, what you are are tools in the hands of Satan. So to receive the instruction of wisdom is to to uh, receive uh, the beginning of wisdom and wisdom itself. The, the beginning of wisdom is the beginning is uh, is the beginning of the fear of the Lord, and fear wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Now receive the instruction of wisdom. Okay, when you know that God hates you if you fornicate or if you're uh, committing adultery or if you're a lesbian or a homosexual, that will stop you. If you know you'll go to hell for that, will stop a fool. Uh, will not be stopped. But if you have any anything in you at all and you have an experience with the Lord, then you'll receive the instruction of this wisdom or the fear of the Lord. And then you'll start executing justice, judge, proper judgment according to the word of God, and equity. You won't make up different penalties for different people just because you don't like the way they comb their hair. Or you won't give it to Christians uh, by giving them the book, as a lot of the judges do and the prosecuting attorneys. But you have no fear of the Lord. And so what I tell the people, God is going to kill you. If God tells me that he's going to kill you, I'm going to tell you that. And it happens every time. Every single time that I do that, because I'm uh, going with God. I go, I walk with God, and I know when he talks to me and tells me that you're going to get it. Don't you get it? Okay, so so the best thing to do is, if this is getting to you the word of God, then receive the instruction of his fear, wisdom, justice. Start executing justice and judgment and equity don't be looking for some promotion by man, because God will promote you higher than man could ever think of uh, promoting you. Verse 4, to give subtility to the simple. Even a simple-minded people like you people uh, can, be get, being, you can become subtle. And to the young man, you can receive knowledge. If you receive what God says, then you're receiving the greatest knowledge and wisdom and understanding of all. But you won't receive it at all unless you receive first wisdom, the fear of the Lord. That's how I started getting wisdom is the Lord put fear in me. I didn't, I would have never sought the Lord like I do if he hadn't come down in that office and proved to me that he existed. Now, some people say, how do we know he exists? Well, the way you know that he exists is by those of us that have received the fear of the Lord, because there's no way that I, no one could ever stop me from selling the Beatles album. I have a unreleased Beatles album that was given to me by Peter Best, the original drummer of the Beatles. And it's all the Beatles and even two extra Beatles on there, Stu Sutcliffe and Tony Sheridan, which I understand they died of narcotics. I don't know. To give subtlety to the simple. 
to the young man knowledge and discretion. So you um, you begin having the knowledge of the word of God to know what you can do. And that means you can't tempt the Lord. You can do it, but you're just setting yourself up for an eternity in hell. You know, I see people speeding by us on the uh, freeways. And I always say, that guy can't wait to go to hell. Because he's tempting the Lord. And he's endangering the lives of many people as well. If you got a flat tire... Uh, I've seen many people get a flat tire and they're going fast and they leap over the uh, girders uh, or the separations between uh, the oncoming traffic and uh, they ram into people and kill murder. You know, it's the people because they have no uh, subtlety. Uh, they're uh, still simple. Uh, if they received the word of God, the wisdom and understanding and the justice and judgment of the Lord, then they'd have some subtlety. Uh, the simple people become uh, having a little bit of uh, subtlety and knowledge and discretion. Verse 5, a wise man will hear what the Lord says and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. It's like different people, they like to work out, but they're eating wrong. I mean, this is a very small part of uh, subtlety. But they're trying to lose weight, and they're eating all kinds of pastas and breads and butter and dairy and all kinds of steak and uh, beef and things like that, full of fat, burgers. And uh, you tell them, look, I know from uh, working out with the world's champions, uh, I've worked out right next to some of the biggest uh, bodybuilders in the world, and I know they don't eat the way you're eating. And you say you just can't lose weight. Well, that's because uh, uh, you don't attain unto wise counsel. The Bible says that um, we're supposed to take care of our bodies, not to make a religion out of it, but to, it's easy to fight uh, the different, uh, your taste buds and your desires. So, verse 6, to understand a proverb and the interpretation. What does this mean to understand a proverb and the interpretation of it? The words of the wise. The wise are those that speak of what God says. And they're dark sayings. Dark sayings means sayings that the people that are in darkness don't understand. It's too dark for them. The light is dark. Darkness to the simple. But it's very bright and understandable by those of us that have understanding, that know the Lord. But the, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. It's so dark for you people that don't want to know anything about God. Verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Okay, well, I never feared God until I realized he was there and that he had something for me to do. He said, stand up on your feet in this room. And tell these people, all the people in here, don't uh, 
don't miss one of them. Just get every one of them to say uh, that Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again. I am the Lord thy God. Stand up on your feet and tell the people in this room that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again or thou shalt surely die. Well, at that point, I received more knowledge and understanding and fear than the people that are preaching the gospel because they say that God never threatens anybody and he threatened me right there. And so I immediately knew that all those preachers are liars. Just like I saw Joyce Meyer the other day, she says, no one is perfect. Well, if no one is perfect, nobody's going to be in heaven. Amen. Because the Bible said we have to be perfect in order to be there. And he says that we must be perfect. As I am perfect, you must be holy for I am holy. And if you're walking in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that you are perfect. Because you're walking in the word of God. The Holy Spirit is the word of God. Okay, so the fear of the Lord is the very beginning of knowledge. That's uh, when the Lord scared me in that office. He, uh, I was so petrified, I just couldn't believe it. There wasn't anything that I wanted to do in the world any longer. I just wanted to find out what the Lord wanted me to do. So that was uh, the, uh, the knowledge of knowing that I had to seek the Lord. I had to. If I wanted to go to heaven and I knew he was there and I knew I was going to stay in judgment and I know that he threatens people. Okay? And I didn't know that for sure. I didn't know that at all. Everybody said, Jesus loves you. Yes, I know. They know those little songs like that. He loves those that love him and keep his commandments. You got to read the Bible, you fools. Well, it says, don't call anybody a fool. But the Lord says that they're fools that don't seek for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That don't have the fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So that just, knowledge just began for me that day. I, I got the fear of the Lord and that was the beginning of knowledge. I, and the knowledge said, seek God. Find out what he wants you to do. So I immediately started going from one church to another. I left that meeting and I didn't want to know those people that I was doing business with there anymore. I didn't want to do any more promotions for people because I knew people don't need to be promoted. They're already uh, full of pride, which is the same as blasphemy. Pride is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And there's no forgiveness for it because if you've got pride, you don't want to know what God says because you yourself are an entity unto yourself. So you need to know the interpretations of these words. This is what it's all about. But fools despise wisdom. They despise to fear God. They don't want to know it. They make up, uh, you know, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, uh, Tooth Fairy. They're Gentiles, idol worshipers. They don't want to know the fear of the Lord and the instructions of God. Fools despise the fear of God. Because they don't want to do what he says. They want to live the corrupt life that they live. The uh, wickedness. They love being homosexuals and lesbians. They love to be adulterers, fornicators. They love to be criminals. They love to murder their own children. First degree murder. But they're not going to love to go to the lake of fire. 
And why? Because it hurts. It hurts there. Uh, you know, you're going to be burning forever. And uh, unsatiable pain. Pain that can't even be imagined. And it never stops. And when you think that it's not going to get any worse, it gets worse. All right, that's... Uh, now, if you have any wisdom in you, you're going to throw in the towel to this world. And you're going to... Uh, not be a fool that despises wisdom and instruction, but you're going to have the fear of God, uh, and you're going to love wisdom and knowledge of how to stay out of hell. The Bible says that even a bird, when they see a net, does everything it can to escape from it, if they can see it. But you don't even have a bird brain if you don't care anything about your own soul and the souls of your loved ones. So... um the fear of the Lord. To begin fearing God is the beginning of uh, knowledge. Don't, uh, you know, the, your, most of these pastors uh, would maybe qual qualify for a job at Disneyland, you know, pretend land, or, you know, at some theme park where there isn't anything required of people, just laugh and joke and play patty cake and things like that. My son, verse 8, hear the instruction of thy father. Uh, that means a father that is filled with the spirit and uh, fears God and forsake not the law of thy mother. Because mothers, if they're godly, are uh, women that are full of wisdom. They fear God as well. And listen to your dad and your mother because they were born before you and they've lived life's experiences and they have more knowledge than you. You don't have any wisdom, knowledge, and understanding yet. You don't have the fear of the Lord. So, my son, hear the instruction of your father and forsake not the law of thy mother because these are the instructions uh, of your father are the instructions of the Lord because he learned that and forsake not the law of thy mother, because she learned that. For they shall be an ornament of power unto your head, and chains about your neck. You know, people wear gold chains, but there's nothing more glorious, not in gold, because gold is a put-down in heaven, but gold, uh, this uh, chain around your neck, which is the ornament of a wisdom and the instruction of your father and your mother and the law of your mother. Verse 10, my son, if sinners in this world try to entice you, uh, don't uh, consent thou not. Don't give any consent to them. Tell them, look, I don't do stuff like that. I, I, I fear the Lord. And if they start mocking you, just get away from them. They're not your crowd. Okay, now verse 11. If uh, these sinners say, come on with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. One of the women, I like telling people what happens in some churches, and even in mine and in, the, in Christ, he had 12 disciples. 
one of the people in my church, a young girl, I think she was 18, 19, 20, something like that, left her husband and went and committed adultery on him with another person that left the church, and then she got pregnant by somebody else. And her sister was in the church, and she said, instructed her, leave, and when you leave, take anything of value with you. Take anything of value. Well, if they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood, and and let us lurk privately for the uh, innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive, the Christians. Let's do that. Uh, as the grave does. And do it whole. Let's just really give them the business. As those that go down into the pit. Verse 13. We shall find all precious substance. Take anything of value. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Verse 14, cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. Verse 15, the Lord says, My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. Verse 16, for their feet run to evil. They love it. And Make haste to shed blood. That's what they do. They make haste to try to destroy uh, people that are decent. Verse 17. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. That's what I was saying. It's Bible says even a bird knows better to fly into a net if they can, they can see it in the sight of any bird. No bird will fly. If they can see the net, they will not go into it. But my words tell you all these nets and don't go into them. Don't be telling people, come on, or don't follow instructions of people say, take anything of value from the church. Take anything of value from your mother and father. Those two boys that killed their mother and dad, and they're sitting in prison for the rest of their life. Hey, can you imagine anybody killing their own mother and dad, murdering any of their family? So surely in vain is the net spread in the sight of any bird. You'd have to be a worse than a bird brain to do it. Verse 18, and the girl did leave, but she didn't take anything as far as I know. Verse 18, and they lay wait for their own blood. It's like you just lay wait for your own blood because you're going to hell. They alert privately for their own lives. You think that you're getting away with something, but it's your own life that you're spoiling, that you're ruining, that you're sending into the lake of fire. Verse 19, so are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. I have to change pages again. Wisdom, the fear of the Lord, cries without, without your body, without outside of your mind, outside of your heart, outside of your soul. There were many people that tried to preach to me. I said, get out of my face. 
But the fear of the Lord cries without, outside of you. She uh, uttereth her voice in the streets. Why, we're in the streets every day of our lives, uh, preaching to fear God and keep his commandments. And there's paid people in the church that are too lazy to get out on the streets. They'll get theirs too. They'll get theirs because the Lord sees that and knows everything that they're not doing. Uh, verse 21. You know, when we first started the church, we were out on the streets at 8 o'clock in the morning. Some of these people don't get out on the streets until afternoon. They are lazy bums. Verse 21. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, a saying. Okay? So she cries in the chief place of concourse. We distribute our literature everywhere, at the uh, White House, uh, the uh, Congress, the Senate, everywhere, in the openings of the gates uh, in the city. We distribute literature everywhere in the cities. And the wisdom, fear of the Lord, utters her words, saying, verse 22, How long, you simple ones, People don't think of themselves as simple, but they are simple. They're simple-minded. they just all doing the same thing. They listen to these silly television programs. How long are you simple ones? Will you love simplicity? How long are you going to go without the fear of the Lord? And the scorners delight in their scorning. There are people scorning people. Oh, praise the Lord. They think that's... Uh, Really funny. They're scorning, and fools hate knowledge. And then the Lord says, verse 23, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. God's pouring out his spirit through human beings. We, uh, the spirit of God is his word. And so we're preaching the word to all you people out there. Thus, you're feeling in uh, the spirit of God. And the Lord says, turn you at my reproof. I'm reproving all you people. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will uh, make known my words unto you. You know them now because I have called and you refused. It's for sure you've refused if you haven't accepted the Lord. I, the Lord says, have stretched out my hand and no man regarded Verse 25, but ye have set at nothing. You set my word and my counsel as nothing. And would none of my reproof. You've forgotten that there's a day when you're going to, uh, the spirit is going to leave your body and there's going to be judgment. You have set at not all my counsel and would uh, none of my reproof. Verse 26, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. Okay, so the Lord God here, to get to know the personality of the Lord, he says, I will laugh at your calamity. When you feel the spirit that's inside of you starting to leave your body, he says, I'm going to, ha, 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 laugh at you idiots, you fools. Ha, ha, ha. I'll laugh at your calamity, and I will mock when your fear cometh, he says. 
You'll say, oh, no, God, give me another chance. He'll say, oh, no, God, give me another chance. No, God. He'll say, no, God, he's going to mock you. <laughs> so he's forewarning you of this so that you'll stop the fear of the Lord has come into you and you'll start uh, not mocking any longer. And he says, it's a calamitous thing when you know that your soul is going out into hell in the lake of fire. I also laugh at your calamity when you're going out into the lake of fire. And I'll mock when your fear cometh. When your fear, verse 27, when your fear cometh uh, as, as desolation, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, it's going to come like a twister, fast. When distress and anguish you start wringing your hands cometh upon you, verse 28, then shall they call upon me. Oh God, I forgive, please forgive me. It's too late, but I will not answer you. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Verse 29, for that they hated knowledge. They hated knowing what I know. God Almighty, you don't want to know what I, God, know. And did not choose the fear of the Lord. Verse 30, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Verse 31, therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way. Your own way. You did it your way. Did you like Frank? And be filled with their own devices. Verse 32. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Oh, well, you know, we got this here big uh, mansion here. And we made it playing basketball, football, baseball. Oh, you're really big time stuff, right? But you fools shall destroy the prosperity of you fools shall destroy you. Verse 33. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me, the living God, shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Because I, God, I send evil to people. I make you think that you're, uh, I let you know f far in advance and right up to the time when your soul is going out of your body that you're going to hell. Now, this is chapter two. My son, if you will receive my words, my warnings, and hide my commandments in your heart, in thee, verse two, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, the fear of the Lord, and apply thine heart to understanding, and stay away from all those false prophets that say you're not supposed to fear God. They've changed that to reverence. Oh, Moses said that his skin quakes because of the fear of the Lord. And the apostle Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord I preach the gospel because God is the number one terrorist in the whole universe. Verse three, yea, if thou criest after knowledge, if you cry for knowledge instead of wanting to just go to Disney World or Disney Land, a land of make believe nothing, 
Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up your voice for understanding. Verse 4, if thou seekest her wisdom as silver and understanding, and search for her as for hidden treasure. You know, we should uh, search for wisdom and knowledge and understanding more than searching for gold. Because what good is gold? The streets of heaven are lined with gold. The whole city's made out of gold. It's uh, like dirt up there, even though it's not dirt. Verse 5. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord. You'll, it'll uh, be like a day star that rises up into your body, into your soul, your spirit, your mind. And you'll start seeing the light and find the knowledge of God. Verse 6, for the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth. The word of God cometh knowledge and understanding. Verse 7, he layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Like he is like, a, he holds you up if you uh, walk uprightly before him. He's a buckler to all those that walk uprightly. He knows whether you are or not. Isn't that something so powerful? Okay, well, it's time for letter reading. Do you, where's the first letter from? From Los Angeles, California. Okay, let's hear it. Perfect Peace, and whose name is Renee, from this, is from Central America and is now working at the hotel where we, we were staying. My husband and I were talking with him as he was helping us with parking. The conversation led to talking about the Lord and into a very good witness to him about the Tony Lamo Christian ministry, how it started and how it has grown into a worldwide soul-winning work powered by the Holy Spirit through to Pastor Tony Alamo, the most powerful ministry on this earth in these last days. We gave Renee a stack of literature. This was a year ago. We met up with Renee again this trip to Los Angeles at the hotel. He was very happy and excited to see us. He started telling us what had happened to him this past year. He said, quote, I want to tell you I am saved. I said the sinner's prayer. I said it very seriously, and I felt the Spirit of God. I have had perfect peace ever since. I have been through many trials in my life this year, but reading and really studying the literature with the Bible gave me the strength and the faith to see me through everything, and I maintained complete peace of mind the whole time. I owe so much to Pastor Lamo for writing these messages and d distributing them and sending them all over the world so that people like me can be saved and make it to heaven. Thank you for being there when I needed you the most. You brought me Jesus, and he gave me life, unquote. Renee says he has been telling the people about the Lord and salvation and about his testimony and about the Tony Lamo ministry. Praise the Lord, Marianne. Okay, I think we might have time for a small one. From Kansas City, please send me any literature, CDs, and tapes that you can, as well as a Messiah book. I am very interested in your ministry. Thanks, Jessica. Okay, now then, uh, we are out of time. That's just perfectly. So uh, right now we just need to pray. All of you that want to be united to wisdom, knowledge, understand the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, and the fear of the Lord is also wisdom, complete wisdom, uh, so that you can be perfect uh, with the saints. Now, I know that a lot of people, uh, they're witches that are saying that no one is perfect. Those are witches 
Those are people pretending to be Christians, but they're angels. Uh, they they pre- prepare themselves as angels of light, and they're actually the wicked angels of darkness. So make sure that you don't listen to them, but listen to the Lord. The Lord who created the heavens and the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, and everything on earth and everything everywhere. So uh, say this prayer to him so that you can be wise and have understanding and wisdom and knowledge. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, uh, Lord Jesus, and I invite you into my heart with the Father and by the Spirit. Uh, Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. Lord God, Lord Jesus, you will not turn me away. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that all who come unto me I will in no wise turn away. I know you've heard me, and I know you've answered me, and therefore I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal, everlasting soul. Now just raise your hands up in praise and thank the Lord for that. And Sharon, uh, tell everyone how to receive a copy of this program, number 774. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of understanding, wisdom, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Uh, this is uh, Johnny Cash singing for you. Run on. You may run on for a long time, but God's going to cut you down. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down You can run on for a long time Run on for a long time Run on for a long time 
Cut you down. 